this is actually in my experience being a person of integrity a person of integrity does what they say they're going to do and you don't do what you say you're going to do unless you are disciplined unless you are strong What is up guys? My name is Blaze Flood. Welcome back to my channel called This is Blaze B. Feel free to like and subscribe. And I am going to get right into today's episode. This is going to be about a 15 minute video in which we talk about the difference between motivation and discipline. As you know, and if you don't know, I'm going to tell you, I have been a personal trainer for almost 10 years now. I started teaching group fitness classes when I was 20 years old, I was not even legally allowed to drink yet, and I am going to be turning 30 next year. So we're at nine and a half years, and in that time, I have just worked with so many clients, and I'm just done trying to keep everything. Like Sometimes I feel that like when you work with me, then you get access to the knowledge and the education that I have done and the experience that I've had in order for me to teach you things about how to be motivated, discipline, whatever. But the cool thing about this channel is that I don't have to do that anymore. I can literally just express to you all these different things and YouTube is such a great platform because we're actually able to go in depth. So today we're gonna to talk about the difference between motivation versus discipline, especially because this is the last month of 2022. And I bet if you tried to recall your New Year's resolution from this year, I'm gonna give you a second. I bet you would not be able to recall it. Or maybe it was like something super general, like get healthy, like what does that even fucking mean? So we're gonna talk about that today um, because the reality is we start with motivation, but when we fall off, it's because we lack discipline. So we're gonna talk about the difference between the two and we're gonna start with motivation. So feel free to just turn this on while you're driving to work or getting ready for school or whatever it may be. And yeah, we're gonna get right into it. So. Let's talk about the definition of motivation. It is the reason or reasons that someone has for acting or behaving in a particular way. So for example, I see someone walking down the street and like that girl is so hot. Oh my God. Like I'm not going to eat for the rest of the day because I want to look like her. I want to be skinny like her. I'm motivated by her and by something extrinsically that I see. Another one would be like, following someone on Instagram and thinking that they're like the bee's knees and their life is perfect. And you're like, well, I want to be like such and such. So I'm motivated by them or having an event. Like I'm going to my sister's wedding and I want to look hot as frick. Okay. So you're like, I'm just going to like look good for this wedding, be super motivated, work out all the time, eat all my greens, et cetera, et cetera. And then perhaps you fall off after the wedding. Or maybe you see someone that you know that is super healthy and you're like, I'm really motivated by them because they're so healthy. Okay, those are extrinsic factors. And when we think about motivation, I want you to start to think about intrinsic versus extrinsic. And we're gonna go into this now. So now we know what the term motivation is. Let's talk about intrinsic versus extrinsic. So. Intrinsic motivation involves doing something because it is personally rewarding to you. For example, when I brush my teeth, Shalene Johnson uses this example. She was a fitness professional for years, and this is like the best way to describe 
intrinsic motivation, which is more tied to discipline than extrinsic motivation. So she basically talks about the toothbrush example. So here it is. Thanks, Jolene. If I don't want to brush my teeth, I don't want to brush them, but what I know is going to feel rewarding to me is the feeling of my teeth being very clean and shiny and going to bed with a fresh mouth. So that is what intrinsic motivation is. It's like we do it because we're going to receive a reward. I personally love working out because the reward for me is like I have a nice body. I have nice arms. I have nice abs. My chest is lifted. Yes, I have big boobs, but my chest is lifted because I work out my chest. And so that motivates me. Seeing those results motivates me. Something else that would be a reward would be like climbing a mountain. Climbing the mountain is really the journey and it's really what builds our character and builds our integrity, but getting to the top is the reward, right? And then you got to go right back down. So that's where our intrinsic motivation comes from. So I want you to think about what is something in your life that's fueling you right now? What would make you feel like you're going to reward you? You're not doing this for someone else. You're not doing this because someone told you to, whatever it may be. You're doing something because it's going to be rewarding for you. And that is how we stay in alignment with our core values is by understanding and being motivated by things that align with who we are as opposed to shape-shifting and thinking, well, if such and such likes this, if my boyfriend likes this, I should like it. Or if my girlfriend likes it, I should like it. Or if my best friend likes it, I should like it. No, like what's rewarding to you? That is going to keep you so much more motivated than someone telling you what to do, shoving their beliefs down your throat, or thinking about something that's like so far off in the distance that you're not going to get the reward. Whereas extrinsic motivation, it comes extrinsically, internal versus external. So external involves doing something because you want to earn a reward or avoid punishment. A great example of this, I've worked with a lot of eating disorder clients is like, they would say, oh, like I was only allowed to have food if my mom saw that I went on the elliptical for 20 minutes. That creates like a reward punishment system, which is very, very toxic to the brain because it makes us think we have to do something in order to be good enough, as opposed to just deciding this is rewarding to me, so I'm going to do it. That's intrinsic. Extrinsic is like, someone else is going to reward me. So an interesting thing with this is I used to lead these classes that were like transformation. So I would do like a 60 day transformation or I don't know, I had all these different programs when I worked in Montana. And um, the interesting thing was, is like they were extrinsically motivated by me rewarding them by being like, you lost this many inches or you gained this much muscle. But all of those people have gained that weight back. And like, I'm not proud to say that as a trainer, but that's the reality. Why? Because like, I wasn't pushing, finding something that motivates them. I mean, I was, but the program itself was like very extrinsically motivated. And then again, there's that other piece of like avoiding punishment or feeling like, here's a great example. Um, when I had a bad relationship with food, I would feel like I had to earn my food. I also used to think I had to earn my showers. This wasn't brought on my childhood. This wasn't brought on my parents. This was literally me. Like I thought that if I didn't work out, I was not deserving of a large meal. I also thought if I didn't work out hard, I was not deserving of a shower. 
And I went through that recently, probably like three years ago. Um, and since I have let that go, I shower even on my rest days. But it was like this extrinsic carrot dangling that I was doing for myself. And it really wasn't healthy. So I want you to look at what type of extrinsic factors that are motivating you that are in your life that might not be healthy for you. And yeah, or like I've actually met other clients that have said like their parents would pay them if they lost weight, literally. Or there's even um, programs now where you can join some sort of app and whoever loses the most weight gets, you know, $200 or whatever it may be. I think that mentality is so toxic. I think there's no place for it. And I believe that we need to work on finding our fire from within, like find your switch and turn it on. What is it? That is the burning question. And I think it's a beautiful question to ask because it allows us to connect with ourselves. And if we want to be on a health and wellness journey in which we are living in integrity with who we want to be, we need to figure out what is rewarding me. What is intrinsically pushing me forward to lace up my shoes every single day? What is pushing me forward to go to the gym? What's pushing me forward to climb, to travel, to make money? It's not even just wellness. It's all connected, which is why I'm a holistic coach and I'm really passionate about it because it's not all about one thing. And so this is actually something that I teach in what's called my goal setting sessions. My goal setting sessions are a six month program in which we meet bi-weekly, so every other week, and we set goals based on four areas of your life. And we learn how to create structure, discipline, and integrity in which your actions match your words and your goals. And we do this in our goal setting sessions by looking at career, personal relationships, finances, and fitness. Or you could do fitness, food, stress, and finances, whatever it may be. And then we create small, attainable, realistic goals that are gonna carry you through your six month program. And working with people on this, it's been incredible the results that they see, not only because we're taking a holistic approach, but also because they have accountability from me or one of my coaches. And that accountability is what propels change forward. So I want you to think about, again, your health and wellness journey or just your journey in life is about going within and being your own guru. Stop looking around at what everyone else is doing. Maybe let's go back to bodies. You could idolize someone's body and your body could be built so much differently structurally that it's just not going to happen. Great example is that for me, I'm a curvy girl. I'm always going to be a curvy girl. Even if I starve myself, I will still be a curvy girl. Even if I'm still on the slender side, it doesn't matter, okay? So I don't idolize gals that are 100 pounds because that's never gonna be me, okay? So think about what you want, think about what works for you, and then be motivated by it. Be fueled by you. You cannot look externally for motivation because it will fleet, it will disappear, it will come, it will go. It's like a bright shining light. You might see it one day, maybe not the next day, okay? So that's why now we're gonna talk about one of my favorite things, and that is discipline. Hi, discipline. Okay, the definition of discipline is a controlled behavior that results from being disciplined, okay? So basically, instead of 
looking externally or even internally. It doesn't matter. In discipline, we do what we say we're going to do because we made a promise with ourselves that it's going to happen. This is how I'm in the best shape of my life. This is how I've achieved financial freedom. This is how I am able to take vacation whenever I want. This is how, you know what I did from ages like, I mean, I've been working since I was 16, but ages like 22 to 28, I fucking worked. I worked my ass off. Anytime I could make extra money, I made extra money. Like so disciplined, worked on the weekends, worked on Saturdays. Okay, now you're like, yeah, Blaze, but I, I'm disciplined. Like right now we're talking about work. I work all the time. Okay, well, are you saving? Because that's the second part, right? It's just like fitness and food. You have to have the discipline to work your ass off. And then you have to have the discipline to save your money for something later in life. So you don't have to work for the rest of your life, right? Okay, now with fitness, here's a great example. When I was in my early 20s, I was still binge drinking all the time because like in college, that's what you do. You binge drink. And um, when I graduated college, I was still partaking in this activity. So I worked super hard in the gym, going on all these runs. I was running half marathons, doing the most. And I was like so frustrated because I was not seeing the results that I wanted. And why was I not seeing those results? Because I was fucking drinking Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or even Saturday, Sunday, or even just Saturday is what it would like. That's what it came down to as I was phasing out of it. And it was making me puffy. Okay. You cannot drink 20 beers a week, mixed drinks, freaking margaritas, ciders. You can't drink all that stuff two to three times a week, at least in your late twenties. I mean, in your early twenties, go for it. If you're like on Adderall and cocaine, I don't know. And expect that you're going to have the body that you want. It doesn't work like that. You have to have the discipline to have your fitness on fucking point. Strength train, lift your weights. That's going to give you the body you want, not cardio. Do your cardio for your fucking mental health, okay? And for your heart and for your lungs. And do your flexibility, mobility, yoga, whatever type of training for your longevity, okay? First of all, you have to have the discipline to do all that. And if you have questions on like, I don't even know where to start with strength training, let me know. I'm a personal trainer. I'm happy to help. I also do holistic coaching. I also do nutrition coaching. Okay. But then you have to have the discipline to look at your diet, to look at what you're intaking. I mean, I use alcohol as an example, but another example would be through food and be like, am I living with integrity to the goals that I say that I have? Am I disciplined enough to say, this is my goal. I want to look hot. I want to feel confident. I want to feel strong. I want to have a nice booty. All right. I want those nice sleek arms. Okay. I wanted these arms for so long. I worked so hard for these. I worked years and years and years and years. I sweat so much. I used to have back fat. I talked about it in one of my other episodes. I'm so proud of my back muscles. Mm, stop, girl. And yeah, you have to have that discipline to get your fitness on track, but you also have to have the discipline to eat like you give a fuck about yourself. Because if you eat out every single night, you don't care about yourself because you cannot control what food or what oils they're putting in your system when you eat out, okay? Go out and enjoy yourself whenever you want, but like you have to be disciplined. Something has to give. Or maybe you have that one food, we all have it. For me, it was chips. 
I couldn't eat chips for like four years. I can eat chips now, but mostly crackers because they would derail my progress. Every time I was starting to make headway, I would like go to the store and buy six bags of chips and just binge out on chips and then wonder why I was looking soft. I was looking soft because I was overeating. So you have to really be honest with yourself and ask yourself, am I being disciplined in what I say that I want, which is this, but am I taking the steps that are not fun, the non-glamorous steps in order to get there, all right? Going out with friends, eating at 2 a.m. pizza when you're drunk, like that's not gonna help you reach your goals. So discipline is what comes in and reels us back in. It reels you back in. I'm in my body, I'm following my core values, and I'm not going to be swayed by what other people are doing. So now let's talk about discipline in a social setting. I also had an experience where I didn't drink for a year and I think two or three months. I talk about it on my podcast. Feel free to check it out. It's the Whole Heart of Glow podcast on Spotify and Apple Music podcast, whatever. And I also did an Ironman. So as you can imagine, those two things required immense discipline and immense sacrifice. Why? Because I would go out in social settings and I would be like bombarded by people asking me, if I was drinking and if I wasn't drinking, they would say, well, why aren't you drinking? I'd have to explain the whole thing. The reality was I was going through a really bad depression. I was at, like, honestly at risk of harming myself at that time. I'm not anymore. Thank goodness. If you need help, feel free to ask for it. Thank God I did. Or I wouldn't be here right now. <laughs> um, so I wasn't drinking because I knew it was going to set me over the edge and the edge was not where I wanted to be. So I had to really be disciplined and I had to stick to my guns. I had to stick to what I set out. My goal was no alcohol for a year. It's gonna help me with my depression. I'm gonna get through it. And I wanted to see how my life would change. It completely changed my life. I'm not gonna talk about it here because I already did a podcast about it, but I had to say no to everything that was not that goal, okay? The second thing was I did an Ironman. I did it during the quarantine. <laughs> I've never even talked about it publicly. Um, but it was a full 70.3 half Ironman that I did in Miami, Florida. I think it was like May 5th, 2020. And the amount of work and training and I can't even begin to describe to you how tired I was. Uh, the adrenal fatigue, the excessive overtraining, but I had to do it because Ironman is an overtraining event. Cannot do an Ironman without overtraining. You can train up to it, which I did, and luckily I didn't get injured, but like I had an amazing coach. Shout out to Boris. But like Friday nights, you're in bed at seven o'clock. Saturday nights, you're in bed at seven o'clock. Why? Because you have workouts on Saturday morning, every morning, 5 a.m. Every morning. If it wasn't five, it was six. And I lived in Florida, so it was super hot. So we always had to train before the sun came out. So we were training at 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. And like I got to the point, I was training, I think for the Ironman, cause I did triathlon before that for a year. Then I decided I wanna do an Ironman. My coach, when I told him I was gonna do the half Ironman, he was like, buckle up because everything you think <laughs> you know about training is about to change. And it fucking rocked my socks off. Like, I'm just gonna walk you through it. The amount of discipline this took. Plus I was also working full time as a personal trainer at Equinox where it's like very burnout culture. And it's like, I was a top trainer. I was like the number one trainer for years, two years. 
So I had to stay at the top of my game and also train. Mondays, all right, so let's talk about discipline. What does that look like? <laughs> let's apply it. Mondays was long run day. So it was either between four and eight miles, okay? In addition, like pretend you're doing your regular full-time job and you're also doing all of this. Long run day was Monday. Tuesdays was swim day. We'd swim 3,000 yards, okay? Then an hour in the pool. Then Tuesday afternoon, we would do an hour long workout that was all hip based. It was like kettlebell swings, running, ski erg, um, presses, hip thrusts, burpees, sled push for an hour. Wednesdays was a brick. This was our shorter day. So we would do a 30 to an hour long bike ride, either outside on the bikes on Kiyoskane or Miami Beach, or we would do them on the bike trainer, like a wind trainer, and then we would run. So brick means bike run. We'd run between two and five miles after, okay? Thursdays was interval running day. Fucking horrible. My least favorite day. We'd do stuff like four by one mile with 40 seconds rest in between after a mile warm up and a mile cool down. So you go run a mile, then you go do fucking one mile as hard as you can. You get 40 seconds to rest and you go do another mile, 40 seconds to rest, do another mile, four times. It was horrible. Luckily, everyone on my team was like super, super, super fast. So we had like cut it at eight minutes or nine minutes because I was always the slowest, like slow runner over here. Or we do like 16, he'd make us do 16 400s. That was hell, literal hell. A 400 is like two minutes long, as hard as you can. We get a minute rest in between. Oh my fucking God. So it was all these crazy intervals on Thursdays. Fridays was another swim day. So we'd swim for an hour, 6 a.m. in the dark. And oh, and I also forgot after Thursday, interval day, we also had to lift weights Thursday afternoon. Friday was swim, run. Saturday was interval run again. So it was similar to Thursday, but it was a longer day. So it would be like six by 1200 or like just the worst, like the hardest intervals as hard as you could. We'd do this thing called operation heart attack where he'd make us go like so hard that, that when we would finish, it sounded like we were having a heart attack. And then Sundays we would do bike, run, another brick, but it was our longer brick. God, this is insane. So we would do like 5 a.m., you're on the bike, like 4 a.m. breakfast, you're on the bike at five, you do like 30 to 50 miles on the bike, and then you do between a four and an eight mile run. It was hell, okay? So when I tell you I didn't have a life, I think it was for eight months, maybe it was six, I don't remember. Like homegirl, this homegirl, like she, was fucking exhausted. But you know what? I set that goal. I said, I'm gonna do a fucking Ironman or half Ironman, whatever. Go do a half Ironman and then tell me it's easy, okay? Thank you. I was like, I'm gonna do this. This is happening. I'm not gonna stop until I cross the finish line. Have I trained triathlon since I finished that Ironman? No. Why? Because I'm traumatized. I had an amazing coach. Team had a little a little bit of a toxic culture, but I had a great training partner, Issa, shout out. And yeah, so I said I was gonna do it, so I did it. And it required a lot of discipline. I did not date, I was single at the time, I slept alone every single fucking night. I just had basically my training partner and my work friends. That was all I had time for. Um, and my clients were basically like, are my friends. And that was it. But it taught me what I'm capable of. It taught me that if I set my mind to something, I can do it. It doesn't matter what I set my mind to, I will fucking do it. And you know what? Not only will I do it, but I will thrive at doing it. Why? 
because I believe in myself, because I'm intrinsically motivated by who I am and what I know I can do. And when I apply discipline to my life and when I apply structure and discipline to what I want to do, there is no way I can fail because my discipline is what carries me when I lose my motivation. This is the point that I'm trying to bring home. This is actually, in my experience, being a person of integrity. A person of integrity does what they say they're going to do. And you don't do what you say you're gonna do unless you are disciplined, unless you are strong, unless you feel capable and you feel called to the purpose of whatever it is that you're trying to do because everything's connected. There's always a higher purpose. It doesn't even have to do with God. It could for you if you want. But for me, I know what I'm called to do because I can feel it in my heart. I feel in my heart what I'm called to do and I'm not going to stop until I get to that place where my heart feels like it's really expressing itself right now. I'm focusing on music and writing songs and performing and I'm not gonna stop doing that. And it takes a lot of discipline for me to pick up a guitar after never touching one until age 29, this February, we're now in December, and now I'm performing gigs every week. Why? Because I got an instructor, I hired someone to hold me accountable, and I'm seeing a change. It takes discipline to get to where you want to go. So what I challenge you to ask yourself is, what's going to carry me in the long run? What's going to carry you in the long run is having structure, is having a plan is having a fucking Google calendar that says, I'm going to work out on Thursday at 11 o'clock. And you know what else you can do? You don't even have to hire me. You don't even have to hire a trainer, but you need to have friends and you need to have accountability buddies and you need to have people that believe that you need to be healthy like they are. I have a friend. The only thing we do is work out together. My friend Kate, Mondays, we always text each other. What workout do you want to do this week? Do we want to climb? Do we want to run? Do we want to swim? Do we want to hike? Do we want to lift? Do we want to go solo a flat iron, which means like <laughs> climb up something without ropes? We ask ourselves these questions and then we show up and we meet each other there. And that keeps us accountable. So get people in your life that would love to see you healthy. They would love to see you succeed. They would love to see you sober. They would love to see you without anxiety. They would love to see you without struggle. They would love to see you get stronger. They'd love to see you financially independent. They'd love to see you out of debt. They would love to see you educated. They would love to see you thriving. They'd love to see you making passive income. And the people that don't give a fuck about that stuff and the people that aren't bringing you into a place in which you're called to a higher standard. I'm really passionate about being called to a higher standard and that higher standard is my life. And I'm not going to stoop my standard down for other people. If you are not around people that are calling you to a higher standard, then what, what are you doing? Who are you spending your time with and why? Because then let's say you go out and you do something and like no judgment, do whatever you want. But let's say you go and you make decisions that you don't love for you. You don't love them for you. You go and make those decisions and then you spend a week getting back to your normal self. I've seen this countless times with clients. They're like, well, whoops, went off the rails, went binge drinking with my friends at Live, which is like a nightclub in Miami. And I was out till 4 a.m. and now I feel like, like shit and I'm depressed. Surround yourself with a positive environment, okay? And the last thing I wanna talk about with discipline is we have to sacrifice at a certain point. So I already talked about that, like in the context of Ironman, in the context of fitness and food. Like 
I can be a lush sometimes, meaning I like the finer things in life. I enjoy like going out for nice dinners or falling out or spending money if I really want, but there's gotta be a deficit at some point. I'm gonna give you an example. I, my brother has a friend and they have like some couple they're friends with and the couple makes like $300,000 a year. And they told my brother that they were living paycheck to paycheck. And this just blew my mind, right? Because you would think to yourself, oh my gosh, if I'm making $300,000 a year, there is no way that I wouldn't have so much money saved. But guess what? There's no discipline. I know people that have become financially independent or like hundreds of thousands of dollars in the bank on a $30,000 a year salary because they were so cheap that they were just like biking everywhere, spending no money, had as low of rent as possible. Like you have to have a deficit somewhere. Something's got to give because think about factor of change, right? So here's like my change meter right here, okay? If I don't ever change my habits, how am I gonna elevate? How am I gonna get to the next level and rise and rise and rise? It's not gonna happen. <laughs> if I make $50,000, I save no money. Okay, now I'm making, let's say 100,000 hypothetically, but I'm not saving any money. It's the same as making 50,000. Something has to give. If you're working out two hours a day and then you're binge eating every night, you're gonna stay down here and you're not gonna see any results. You have to have a deficit at some point. And I was talking to my other brother about this who's in the military, he's an army ranger and he is arguably more disciplined than me, but he runs like more than I run. But anyways, we were talking about this at Thanksgiving and he said, you know, at a certain point you have to have a deficit. You have to suck it up and fucking make a change. And he's right. That's what discipline comes from. So I want you to think about structures and systems that you can put into your life that are going to help you to feel like you're getting to where you want to go. So that is the difference between motivation and discipline. Motivation is fleeting. And by January 2nd, it will all be gone or by March 3rd. Discipline will keep you every single day on track. And it's a muscle. It's like, just like your heart's a muscle and the stronger it gets, the more cardio you can do, the stronger your discipline is. Like people tell me all the time, you're so disciplined, Blaze. Like they don't even say I'm motivated. They just say, you are so disciplined. You get after your shit every day. And I'm like, you know why? Because if I don't get after it, who else is? If I start to slip, everything else in my life is going to slip. And it's because I have a structure. Every single day, I look at my Google Calendar, I write my workouts in, I have coaches, I have trainers, I have a business I have to run, I write it all down, okay? That doesn't mean my life is completely structured all the time, although I do kinda like that. I do have days that are more, more chill, but I really hold myself to a high standard, and I challenge you to hold yourself to that high standard and to figure out what that high standard looks like for you because you are worth it. Discipline will show you you are worth it. Motivation will come and go. Some days you'll say, I'm not motivated. Like, fuck it. Discipline will say, yes, you are. Yes, you can. And yes, you will. Thank you so much, guys. I really hope you enjoyed that chat. I hope you have a better understanding of motivation versus discipline and why having discipline is going to totally keep you strong in the long run and motivation is really going to be fleeting. Um, so feel free to like and subscribe. Let me know what you thought in the comments below. And I will see you next time on the This is Blaze B 
YouTube channel and feel free to subscribe, add me on Instagram, all the things, and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Wholehearted Globe podcast today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you liked what you heard, feel free to write a review. I would love, 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 love to hear from you. And if you would like to connect on Instagram, I am at wholehearted underscore glow. Lots of daily shenanigans going on there, but also like real life stuff, coaching stuff, fitness stuff. So anything you need, that is the place to contact me directly. And I will speak with you soon. Bye.